So we're going to be looking at uh, something you might have heard of a lot in the news, um, relating to the Oscars. So uh, the, the Oscars being uh, the Academy Awards in America to do with movies. We've got kind of a red carpet here. And uh, Donald, are you a movie buff? No. No, you don't? You might not be the best person to talk about. This. No. <laughs> I, do, I, I do watch occasional films. Yeah? But okay. occasional. Occasional. Yeah. Okay, well, we're not really talking about films tonight, but uh, let me explain why we're referring to the Oscars. So if you didn't hear about it, where have you been? But um, uh, there was a ceremony two weeks ago, I think it was on a Sunday, and uh, Chris Rock... He's a comedian and an actor. He was uh, presenting a part of the show and he was telling a few jokes. And uh, he told a derogatory joke about Will Smith. He's another actor uh, in the audience about his wife. And uh, he was referring to her having alopecia, hair loss. And um, Will Smith, he lost it. So he, he was so angry, he walked up to the stage and he slapped Chris Rock round the face. And then he walked back and he uh, shouted some expletives and it's caused lots of uproar, and all these people have been, you know, being quick to share their opinion and uh, cancelling Will Smith and, oh, what a terrible person. And uh, it could be really interesting for us to look at it from a Christian perspective as to uh, what are our thoughts in terms of the two different topics related here. We've got the humour and also how we respond with our feelings of uh, anger and wanting to defend ourselves or other people. So uh, these are going to be our themes as we do these questions of life tonight. And if you've got a question, you can message us. I've got the phone here. So 075-448-996-98. And uh, we'll, we'll share them and ask them to Donald. So uh, first of all, humour. I think there's often a stereotype, isn't there, that Christians, we can be killjoys, we don't have any fun. Um, but the Bible talks a lot about rejoicing and there's a time to laugh. And uh, also in Proverbs, we uh, read that uh, joyful heart is good medicine to the soul. So first question, Donald, and I think it'll be very straightforward, but does God have a sense of humour? <laughs> oh, absolutely, because I think that all the things that make us different from animals are the, ref are the parts of God's image mm. that are in us. So we're made in the image of God. Humanity has something different to animals, mm. and my dog doesn't laugh. <laughs> uh, That'd be very scary if she did. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that laughter comes from God. Mm. I think he created it. I think it's a gift to humanity, and I really do believe that it's very healing. I think that the ability to laugh, particularly at oneself, and to let go in laughter mm. is really healing, mm. really helpful. Um, so I think, first of all, it's, very, very, um, it's a very, very good thing, laughter. Mm. I think, though, that I think I'm worried about this topic because... My sense of humour has got me into trouble an awful lot of times <laughs> over the years. And I was including trying today. <laughs> including today. And I was trying to work out why that is and what 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 are the kind of boundaries with humour. And I think this may be going to your next question, mm. but I think I think I'm an, I'm no expert. But I think that there are there is laughing at oneself. Mm. and helping people to laugh at you, um, which I think is a great form of humour. 
Okay. So I like to make people laugh by being myself, the, mm. the butt of the jokes. Making fun of yourself yes. rather than somebody else. Yes. Yeah. And so we had a couple, we, we did some stuff with food at 8.30. Okay. I had an accident on stage at 10.30. Well, you kind of caused the accident. Well, exactly. So, there's an, <laughs> so that, that element of humour where I am in control and I'm making people laugh by them laughing at me, mm. I think is a good thing. Okay. I think there is a place for laughing at things that are not other people, that are just funny situations or generic. Mm. The problem occurs when we laugh at somebody else that isn't there, they haven't control over. And that's where we cause damage. Mm. And one of the things I think is important to say is just because something makes us laugh doesn't mean it's good. Mm. And I think we hear a lot at the moment, it's banter, it's a joke, can't you take a joke? Mm. I think if we are saying something hurtful and other people find it funny, it doesn't make it less hurtful. It actually makes it more hurtful. Mm. So it, it's a form of bullying so like all the things that God creates, it's good, but we can damage it, we can make it a, a negative thing. Yeah. So I think when we're laughing at a way that you, uh, 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 other people, then that's uh, really damaging. Mm. The two things where I have to say, uh, in all honesty, firstly is I, I do find it very difficult not to laugh at things mm. and I've had some utter disasters when I've laughed and I shouldn't have laughed. I mean things that you know this is wrong but you just yes. can't help it because yes. <laughs> it is yes. funny. Yes. Mm. So I want to hold my hand up and say I don't you know th there's a problem and I'm a hypocrite mm. and I have laughed at things that were comp and especially if somebody else starts laughing. Mm. And so part of humour is, is to say I need to like, like other things I need to control that I need to work on that. I had an incident many, many years ago where a friend um, broke something that was very precious to them mm. and, I, and I couldn't and I started to laugh and it really was very damaging, caused a lot of, a lot of concern in that relationship. Um, so just because you laugh doesn't mean it's okay. Mm. And so we have to actually learn to bring that under, under God. Mm. And I think the second thing, and this is Perhaps an area, uh, I don't know what, I, I'll just be honest about. Part of the way I deal with difficult things is to laugh. Mm. And part of what I believe is important for a staff team and for our office, because sometimes we are under a lot of pressure dealing with some really difficult things, is I think to have a joke is good. Mm. But sometimes it's what you might call gallows humour. And that if somebody from outside walked in or listened in, they would go, How, why are you laughing at that? Yeah, they don't understand the context or have the relationship. But there is a time when we need to laugh to let go of that tension and that, that medicine. Mm. But the, the key thing is going back to is not having laughing at people in a way that humiliates people. Mm. And, and particularly with that situation, there's somebody there 
Mm. And, and really, in my view, that was a form of bullying. Mm. Whether a person is laughing at it is irrelevant. Mm. It's humiliating, exposing, embarrassing somebody. Mm. Um, so I think so there's humour where I'm the butt of the jokes, that's fine. There's humour about life that isn't about any known person, that's fine. But then the, the dodgy area is when we're laughing at somebody else and we need to be absolutely clear that it's like I might have given permission mm. to laugh at that. Mm. Do you want to share, Donald, about the dilemma you had? Did you say you were worrying about it at night yes, on Friday yes, before yes, the email? Yes, so if you saw the email this week about cancelling Cafe Church... Yeah, because Cass got COVID. Because Cass got COVID. Uh, I felt that I didn't want a lot of people really, really upset, and so I, 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 I put the phrase that, um, that was in the email about that she'll be back to... She'll be fully, fully negative she'll self. She'll be fully negative self. <laughs> and I phoned her up and said, look, I want to put this in, in, the, in the email. Is that OK? And uh, she laughed, and she said, mm. that would be brilliant. Go for it. And then I, because I, I worry about things. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed this, but I worry about things. <laughs> I worried about it all night. Wow. So I phoned her the next morning mm-hmm. and said, could you just have another look at it? Are you completely okay about me putting that in the email? Because mm. somebody's going to feel I've insulted you. And she said, no, no, it's funny. Put it in. Okay. So you had your, her permission, and that I was ha- a good sense of worrying, in a way. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But it, I, I was pretty sure she'd find it funny, mm. because I know her well. I'm, and when you know somebody well, you know what they find funny and what they don't, and you know the things to make fun of and the mm. things not to make fun of. Mm. Long answer. No, that's great. That's great. Um, we've got lots of questions coming in, guys. Thank you. Um, so we might not have time for all of them, but I'm going to try my best. This one that says, what may have been considered funny and harmless 25 years ago may be considered offensive today. I think that's, we can definitely say that's true. Um, how, as a diverse and multi-generational church, do we keep harmony when different generations may hold different values? Yeah, great question. Uh, it is a good question. I think that it isn't that the things 25 years ago weren't thought funny. It's that the people who were hurt by them didn't say, dare say, I don't find that funny. Right. Do you think there's more of a voice now for people to say? In some areas. Mm. But there is always a scapegoat in every culture mm. and every community. And that the majority don't tend to see why it's not funny to make fun of a minority, Mm. whether that's to do with age, size, culture, religion, colour, gender, whatever it is. uh, I just think it's very dangerous to make jokes that are uh, labelling, or, or demeaning a community mm. and stereotyping a community. Mm. Um, so I think that there will be things in 25 years' time that people will look back and say, why did you think that was funny? And we're blind to that. Mm. And I think there are things that we look back on 25 years ago that people at the time thought were funny. 
but there were people hurting at that time mm. from those, those things, mm. and they just didn't have a voice. So I don't think culture changes what... I think there are different cultures find different things funny. Mm. That's true. But I don't think culture changes what is hurtful. Mm. But I think our perception of what is hurtful hopefully grows as we listen to people. Mm. But then we just move on and make fun of another section or another group. So it really relates back to what you said before, isn't it? The real danger is when we're making jokes at the expense of other people, putting them yeah. down. Yeah. And yeah, that's where we often get into all kinds of trouble. Um, you said it's okay for us to joke about ourselves. As Christians, as those who worship God, this question is, is it acceptable to joke about Christianity and or God as Christians and those who, who love him? Um, Especially probably in the context of, you know, talking to our non-believing friends or... I think context is important. Mm. Uh, we, we, I might, we might make jokes in the staff team about Christianity in a way that helps us deal with some of the negative aspects of Christianity that we might be dealing with. Mm. Uh, um, can I explain that? Uh, the, but I wouldn't make those jokes in another context. Mm. Um, it's difficult to explain what I mean. As I say, have you got an example of a... Let's <laughs> <laughs> go through all the things I've said in staff meetings and... I think that the, behave, the way Christian, the way the church behaves nationally yeah. and globally at times is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And there are times when you either laugh or cry. And there are times with a group of Christians that you know well, it's, you have to laugh because it's, otherwise you'd cry. Mm. And I think that that is... I wouldn't want to expose what people don't yet know about to other people. So that's why you wouldn't make, I wouldn't make those necessarily those jokes here. Mm. Um, mm. So it's having the context again and... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Okay, I'll give you another thing. I don't know whether this is good or bad. It, oh, we might have to cut this idiot. <laughs> might not go out live. So I, I have cartoons. Yes. I love cartoons and I have... Um, uh, <laughs> I have different cartoons for different occasions. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. So I have cartoons that I will show at weddings mm. that I won't show here on a Sunday because I feel some folks would feel that's, they would feel uncomfortable about that in a worship context. Mm. That I, I personally wouldn't, but they, they, they would. And I don't want to cause that anxiety mm. in that context. But for whatever reason, people on a Saturday, some people feel you can say different things on a Saturday than you can on a Sunday. Mm. And whether I agree with that or not, I recognise that. And then there are some cartoons that go on the wall of my office that any of you who are ever invited into my office are welcome to read. <laughs> But I know that some people would find them... Yeah. So, like, there's one that says, the more I, peep, more I meet people, the more I like my dog. 
not great from a pastor. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. It is funny. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily... I've just said that in church. I wouldn't get up in church and say, the more I meet people, the more I like my dog. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's funny. It's, well, yeah, but I'm always, I have offended so many people over the years. Mm. Um, so why am I being put on this to talk about this? I think I don't ever want to bully someone. Mm. The more I meet people, the more I like my dog. I, I don't think that is bringing, exposing any individual to any ridicule or shame or embarrassment. Mm. Okay. Except the person in my office. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, oh, dear. So there's a need for a filter, isn't there? And we need yes. God's help in that. Um, and this plays nicely into this question. It says, uh, humour generally requires us to be quick-witted. Can we be humorous and slow to speak? So if we, you know, constantly filtering everything, you can miss the moment. And therefore, sometimes we just speak, don't we? The overflow of our heart. It's only afterwards we're like, oops, I've said it now. Can't take it back. Happens all the time to me. Happens all the time and it worries me. Um, Is it better to be slow to speak? Or is it better just to... It is better to be slow to speak. It, it is better to think very carefully about what we say. Mm. Um, Do we then miss the opportunities sometimes for good humour? I, I don't think it matters to miss an opportunity to make a joke. I don't think mm. that's the end of the world. No. The, the risk is far... The risk, the risk of, of damage, damage is, greater. is far greater. Mm. Mm. Okay, thank you. And... Um, is laughing at yourself ever wrong? A defence mechanism. God made us the way we are after all. So the sense of put, always putting ourselves down, could it be rooted in a, a lack of you know, self-worth, feeling insecure? It's a good question. I, I, I know there are people who feel that I shouldn't make fun of myself. I, I feel that God, that humility and the ability to laugh at oneself are very closely linked. There are things that I wouldn't laugh at about myself, but there are things that I think, I think it's healthy. In Mm. the main, I think it's healthy. Mm. I'm more worried, not about the people who can laugh about themselves, but the people who are very negative about themselves and can't Mm. find that funny. Mm. I would rather, I don't feel, uh, laughing about... You often say you've got a big nose. My big nose, <laughs> my ball patch, my lack of, uh, of sensible things at various times. I don't think that's... I don't think that's... I think that's a better way of dealing it, yeah. it than turning in on oneself or... or um, Take some kind of security in a way to be able to make fun of yourself. Yeah. I... I I think I've only survived this long by being able to laugh at myself. I mm. think you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Mm. Can't take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Great. Um, we've kind of come to the end of you know, the halfway point where we can now think about the other uh, sections. So this uh, whole idea of anger and mm. uh, defending ourselves and others. Um, one question is, if I came up and slapped Donald, would I be banned from church for 10 years? <laughs> 
just asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, you see, I'm offended by that. We all thought it was funny, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But that, you see, that's good. That's good. Um, but let's be, let's, let me go back a step. I, 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 I don't, it's an interesting thing. I do think that's funny. I don't think that slapping somebody's funny. Mm. So here's the thing. So why is that funny? And do you know what I mean? It is funny. Yeah. Um, I don't think the joke... I think the joke was wrong, I think it was bullying, I think it was public humiliation. I don't think slapping somebody is the appropriate response. I don't think violence is ever helpful. Um, and I think that there is a problem with sort of turning to violence quickly. Um, the, 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 the scripture I had in mind yeah. for tonight, I just want, I just want to yeah, put it on do. the screen and, and to read it. it. It may be familiar to lots of us, Ephesians 4. It says, in your anger, do not sin. And I think that is really significant because it is saying... See, people say, well, Jesus got angry. That's true. He did, does get angry. But ang and anger is part of God's image in us. Mm -hmm. that there, there are things that should make us angry. And there is a sense in which I think... As a husband, or anyone who cared for, for, for I've forgotten her name, but... Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, I think. Yeah, anyone who cared for should have been angry. Mm. But there's that great quote, isn't it? This, you know, the, the key to anger is to be angry at the right things in the right way to the right people at the right time. Mm. And there are so many ways in which we let anger lead us into sin. Mm. That, that, it, that what we were angry about it might have been legitimate to be angry about it it might not have been angry mm. it might not have been legitimate but it led into violence and the problem with violence when we talked about our last questions of life God at war God and war is that violence always creates more violence it never finishes violence mm. it, it either creates another generation of people who hate the people who hurt their parents, mm. or it, in the individual, it creates retaliation, which is why Jesus, you know, says, "Turn the other cheek." And you know, if ever there was a more literal moment, and in a sense, the way Chris Rock reacted mm. was was he was, made a joke of it, didn't he? He did, and he didn't press charges and, and all of that, and, mm. and that was quite admirable. So this verse says, do not let your anger lead you into sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. And it's this idea that when anger ferments and, and gets hold of us and we want to hurt, we want revenge, we want to use force to stop somebody doing something, mm. that that's where the devil gets in. And this idea of it festering for... For, through the day, through the night, uh, and, and overnight. But what is also interesting is tying these two things together is uh, just a verse later. Uh, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. It's almost like it's written for the Oscars. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And I think this is the thing where humour can build someone up 
But if it's a humour that's pushing someone down, then it's, it, it's damaging and, and, and negative. Mm. Um, uh, and he goes on, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with when you were sealed in the day of redemption. In the sense that the way we, whoops, the way we speak, the way we uh, interact with others, it really grieves God if it's hurtful. Mm. That God cares about others so much that to hurt somebody else grieves, a very strong word, mm. grieves. And he grieves when our anger maybe results in jokes and humor. And sometimes you can use a joke in anger. You can, you, there's an edge to it. Mm. And you're smiling, but it's really a, a, a fist that's, that's at work. Mm. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. So there's this key area of learning to, with our anger, is it, am I angry at the right thing? Mm. Do you think all anger in some way reveals something within us of our priorities and what we yes. think is important and our loves? And yeah. it's deciphering if that's a, a valid God-honoring yeah. love yeah. or priority yeah. or not. Yeah. And there's a difference between hurt and anger. Uh, somebody may something unkind to me and I can't that will, that will hurt me mm. but I have to choose and work with God's help that it doesn't make me angry mm. so I really believe in the, it's important to, to turn the other cheek it's important to say I'm not going to react to things that hurt me there may be a place to react in defense of somebody else, which is part of the question, which perhaps we'll come on to in a moment. But when it's about me, I can laugh at myself, mm. but I'm, I don't think it's... I never feel it's helpful to defend myself. Mm. I just think it escalates. And, and I take Jesus literally. He says, turn the other cheek, let it, let it come. Mm. So there are times when I'm hurt and I have to work at not letting that become anger. Mm, mm. and leaving things maybe in God's hands yeah and just saying God I, I'm really uh, yeah I'm bringing this to you this really hurt mm. I'm honest with God about the hurt I don't need to be honest with the other person I don't need to tell them mm. I just need to tell God that this is hurting and in prayer and, and let his healing come and to, to heal that hurt mm. because I don't think anger heals hurts mm. it just keeps the wound open mm. And it just inflames somebody else who then hurts us even more. And it just escalates and escalates and escalates. And mm. if I'm hurt, getting angry is not going to solve it. Mm. I think you touched on something really important there. You mentioned about we can bring our anger to God and be honest to him. Mm. Um, that's really helpful. Mm. Yeah. Um, one thing, actually, I was chatting to my grandpa uh, after lunch today. And uh, he was saying... Um, in the context of the Will Smith slap, that he thought in some way what he did was good. Not that the slap itself was good, but that he was defending his, his wife. And uh, just thinking about this idea of perhaps like chivalry and um, 
how does that all work in terms of wanting to stand up uh, against injustice or for the, those who are marginalised, don't have a voice, and yet doing that in a loving way, in a God-honouring way? Um, I think we're called to stand up on behalf of the voiceless and the oppressed, mm. um, the widow, the orphan, the poor, whatever it is. We are called to stand up on their behalf. Um, I think the problem with this debate is isn't one was right and one was wrong. Mm. And that's trouble our, all our debates, isn't it? We've got to, whose side are we on? Who, which person's right? Well, actually, I think there were, things are right and wrong in both situations. Mm. But I think when we defend and speak up on behalf, and it's, you know, the very fact that the scriptures talk about speaking on behalf of, it is a language thing. And what are we aiming to do? We're aiming to change a situation. We're not aiming to increase the oppression. Mm. So how does one transform a person who is hurting another person? And this is where I go back to my morning, <laughs> which will be videoed. Uh, we think we'll make a video of it. Um, where I was talking about how love doesn't fail in transforming situations. Mm. So if someone is being bullied, in, let's say someone's being bullied in the workplace, I think we need to stand up. Mm. And we need to do that in a way that changes the bullying rather than a way that just creates a, 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 or we've done the right thing because we stood up for them. Mm. So it's a bit like that thing about what was funny 25 years ago. It's about, going, it's about maybe drawing alongside the person who is bullying and saying, I'm sure you don't mean this. Mm. But the way you are speaking to my, that colleague, the way you speak about that colleague. And I'm sure if you knew you were upsetting them, you would stop. Mm. just gently saying I, you know, I'm not comfortable with the way we're doing this I'm mm. not comfortable about the way this is being spoken of I'm not comfortable about the way, the way that person's being treated and I think it's really important that we, we say something gently mm. but firmly without creating uh, scapegoats uh, and it may be anger that's the thing that motivates them. Go, why are they speaking to that person like that? But we need to, to control that anger and speak gently, but firmly and clearly. This isn't acceptable. Speaking the truth in love. Yes. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to do. If you don't mind me asking, um, and then we're going to wrap it all up. What would have you liked to have done, at least, if you had been Will Smith and somebody had said something derogatory to be about your wife? That's a really good question. I think what I would like to have done, what I would have done, may be very different things. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think I'd like to have said, I'm sorry, that's not funny and that's not acceptable. Mm. There and then and said that. I think... I mean, he's a far cleverer, Will Smith's a far more charismatic person than me. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have had the courage to do it. But I mm. think if you've got the courage to stand up and interrupt him and say, I'm really sorry, on behalf of all the people in the world that experience alopecia, that was out of order. Mm. Mm. That would have been powerful. Yeah. And I think the culture of the Oscars and the other awards where you get a comedian in and their job is to make fun of other people in the room, I think mm. that's a very unhealthy culture. Mm. The kind of setting and Chris Rock is not the first or the worst, mm. but it is a very 
and that we then all applaud that. There's a thing about roasting, isn't there? And that we all go, isn't it funny how these people get pulled apart? They're human beings. Mm. Just because they're celebrities doesn't mean that they should be humiliated and insulted mm. and, and made fun of in such a way that we would not have want that said about us. Mm. No. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know about everybody else, but actually there's an element to what we've been discussing tonight, which in some sense is convicting, because I know that I've you know, been the one to make wrong jokes about people. I know that I've expressed anger, even recently, in an inappropriate way, and probably hurt people. What do we do in our sense of feeling convicted by the Holy Spirit, of our mistakes, our shortcomings, and how can we... Um, be better at dealing with uh, not only the desire to express humour in a, a wrong way and, and not doing that, but also uh, controlling our anger. How can we grow more Christ-like in these areas? I think in all these things, the beginning place is recognition, is, is what we talk about repentance. It's just saying to God, Lord, I, I'm sorry. And owning it and not denying it, not excusing it, everybody else is doing it, it wasn't our fault. But owning it and recognizing that we can laugh, we can say things that are inappropriate, we can laugh at things that aren't funny, we can fly off the handle and lose our temper with people. And not excusing that, mm. but being clear with ourselves before God, that was wrong. Mm. You can't change unless you say to God, I've got that wrong. Mm. And then it's about saying to God, will you help me be different? And part of the glory of, this, of being changed by Christ is to know that he changes us from a place of love and mercy and mm. forgiveness. And one of the reasons why we need to direct our anger in ways that don't damage people is because God himself deals with us mercifully. Mm. And that God is gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, that he is gentle with our sin and therefore we need to be gentle with others. And so, how do we deal with it? We own it, we don't excuse it, mm. but we have the courage to bring it to God in confession and not to feel that he pushes us away, but to know that he's delighted when we admit it. Because mm. he knows what we were like, he knows what we were thinking, he knows what we said. He is delighted uh, when, we, when we admit it. And then we can just receive his cleansing. And actually, his forgiveness gives us the power to change. Mm. Because when we hate ourselves and we beat ourselves up and we feel rubbish, we tend to perpetuate the things we feel rubbish about. Mm. And when we discover that God says, I'm taking that away, it gives us the opportunity to, to be different. Mm. And bit by bit, get better. I hope, I don't know whether this is true, but I hope I am better now than I used to be. I've been in the church a long time. Mm. I think there were some outrageously bad things that I've joked about in the past. And I hope I'm better. Mm. I'm not perfect. But I think God, when we, we say to him, Lord, I'm sorry, he cleanses us. We become more aware of it. We hear that we're more aware of the voice saying, don't say that. Mm. And don't do that. Don't throw that. And we pull back. Um, and with anger, it's, it's working out, okay, 
when I'm angry, I'm prone to do A, B, C, or D, and you, you make yourself not able to do that because you either walk away, or you choose to count to 10, or you don't go into those situations. We, we, there are some times where avoidance is the best thing to mm. do. That's going to make me angry. Uh, you know, lots of you all know I'm not on social media. You know, one of the reasons is I think it would make me angry. Mm. And I don't, there's no point. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Donald. God's got the grace to forgive and, and bring us freedom. Uh, thank you for taking time to answer the questions. Thank you, too, for everybody's questions. I'm sorry we've not got through all of them. Really great stuff tonight. Can I just pray for us just to bring mm. this together? <laughs> Father God, we uh, thank you for that grace we've just been speaking about. Lord, that overflows, that overwhelms us in Christ Jesus. Father, would you forgive us? of our sins, for the times in which we have hurt other people, Lord, with inappropriate humour, or times where we have expressed anger in wrong ways. Lord, would you bring your cleansing? Would you help us to change? Father, we thank you that we can laugh. We thank you, uh, Lord, that you have given us um, so many reasons to rejoice. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be a people of good cheer, Lord, that we would be people who bring joy to those around us, Lord, that we would use a humour as a, a tool to uh, connect with people and to bless people. But help us to do that sensitively. Help us to be slow uh, to speak and wise. Would you guide us by your Holy Spirit? And Father, in the times where we feel angry, would you show us why that is? Would you help us to um, stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves? But would you help us to speak the truth in love? Lord, would we be grounded in Jesus? Would we remember, uh, Lord, that you are good and that you are powerful and that you are with us? So we offer ourselves again to you and to your service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.